This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network. Folks, this thing is about to get good. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, David Clark. We have been engaged fully by the left, by these anarchists, as the Founding Fathers probably had to say to themselves, after they were turned back in their Declaration of Independence from King George, they knew we're going to have to go to war over this. And that's what it's going to take to preserve this republic here in 2016 as an assault by the socialist anarchist left. Feeling it, folks. They are feeling it. They know that time is short. Obama's only got about 10 more months He has paved the way for them to crush our constitutional republic, our American culture, our American way of life, and replace it with their totalitarian mindset. I'm not afraid of this fight. I believe that many on the right are. I'm hearing some things that are very discouraging. Most recently, Donald Trump tried to hold a rally in Chicago, Illinois, for his supporters to amp them up. Yes, amp them up. That's what he should be doing. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And then Donald Trump was blamed for inciting violence. Not only from Mrs. Bill Clinton and Bernie Sanders and Barack Obama, but also from people on the right. Listen to this interview I had with Neil Cavuto this past week on this rally. The, the, the real scene seems to be focused on whether we can avoid any more violence at any more rallies, particularly Trump rallies. Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark on how to keep the calm. Sheriff, uh, how do you do that the day after? Well, first of all, Neil, these are rebellions and they're brought on by riot starters who show up at these things to create chaos. This is a threat to ordered liberty in the United States of America. Look, these presidential candidates and their supporters have every right to participate in this process in our democratic uh, state here in, in the United States of America. And for that to be thwarted by these bullies, these goons, is downright wrong. Look, the Chicago police, the officers were, were uh, under-resourced last night. Shame on the Chicago police administrators for not putting their uh, line officers in a position to be able to accomplish their mission, which was to have this rally go on. This rally was canceled in the name of uh, public safety. Why don't we cancel these rebellions in the name of, of public safety? These people civil rights violated who showed up at this rally and wanted to participate 
uh, as the Constitution allows in our presidential election politics. Donald Trump's First Amendment rights were squashed last night because of the cancellation of this rally. I expect the people who show up at these rallies to stand up for themselves and don't back down to these bullies and these goons and to have your voice heard as well. The numbers are on your side. Look, the, the people who show up at the Trump rallies or anybody else's rally, they're not asking for trouble. They didn't start this stuff, but I don't expect them to back down. I expect the police to do what they have to do to make sure that these events can be pulled off. I expect law-abiding citizens, if the police need a hand, to step in. Keep in mind, for the, for the people that attend these rallies, the numbers are on your side. They're not advocating for violence, and I'm not either. But I'm not going to back down, and I don't expect them to back down either. But do you think, as some of the Donald Trump's critics have said, that he stokes it? I mean, that was what Rubio was getting into, Ted Cruz as well. They all sort of said these don't happen at our rallies. We should also point out that their rallies uh, are, are a lot smaller and don't have nearly the number of people. But having said that, the language and the tone is such out of Donald Trump that he instigates a lot of this. What do you think of that? Well, I think they're wrong. I'm not going to blame Trump for this. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not defending Donald Trump. He can defend himself. So should he but say the anything then, Sheriff? Should he say anything? Should he just urge calm? I mean, he was last night in various interviews. Does everyone stay calm and all that? But should he, for example, when he speaks in Ohio shortly, and we're looking at an event that's to the left of your screen where he is due to speak very, very shortly to supporters, up to 10,000 of them, what should he say? Well, I'm not going to tell Donald Trump what he should say. Uh, he knows what he's doing in his campaign. But I would ask this, the other question, um, Neil. I would say look at some of the rhetoric and the language used by Mrs. Bill Clinton and Bernie Sanders at their rallies and at their debates. They criticize the police. They attack the police. They stoke up racial animosity. The president of the United States is the one that created this division. Uh, stoking up racial discord, class warfare, gender warfare for the last eight years. For people to blame this on Donald Trump is, is, uh, is way out of bounds. Why don't you think we see this, though, to the degree we do at other rallies? You're quite correct to point out at Bernie Sanders events and Hillary Clinton events, they've been stormed by Black Lives Matter crowds. In fact, I think in a, a Sanders event, they actually got up on the stage and uh, that that alarmed some of his security people but how how do you tempt this down um because it, it would have the appearance of getting out of control if, if we don't get it Neil, you can't be, you can't Neil, because these are anarchists they advocate violence and chaos in the name of virtue so you can't amp it down the only way that you could amp it down is to squash the First Amendment rights and our, our democratic process to choose presidential candidates and, and ask these presidential candidates not to hold rallies. Why does Trump's why do Trump's rallies uh, tend to draw them? Because he's a threat. And so they're going to go after the person uh, who has the most support right now, at least by the polls and by uh, some of the primaries. And he's the biggest threat to what they're trying to advocate for, and that is to bring down our legally constituted government. The thing is, under these conditions, you can't back down. Why is it that the people who are on the side of ordered liberty... And, and, and law and order, why do they have to back down? They did not start this. When you're facing a goon and a bully, what you have to do is you have to stand up to them. And that's the only way that our American way of life and our American system is going to continue to go on. I don't think that every time there's a threat um, uh, for some big melee breaking out, that the people on the side of law and order have to have their rights to do this thing canceled.
It should be the other way around. But don't you think, sir, if there are times too when, when, when the, let's say in this case, the Trump crowd themselves had to keep it down. You know, they thrown blows at, at, at those protesters as well. I, I never know who starts what, and I grant you it gets to be crazy. But as someone like yourself who tries to keep the peace, who tries to prevent things from getting out of hand, how do you, how do, you do that when it just seems to grow exponentially? Well, I'll say it again, uh, Neil, you have to identify um, these creeps for who they are. They're anarchists. So you're not going to be able to amp it down. You're not going to, no matter what you do, like I said, they advocate violence and they advocate chaos uh, to bring down our legally constituted government. So no matter what you do, other than shutting down these rallies and never holding them and having these candidates never say anything and having their supporters never right. say anything that's the only way against an anarchist it's going to work this has to be crushed because this these people's voices i don't care whether um uh these goons don't like what the uh, candidates are saying because if it, if it weren't Donald Trump and it were Ted Cruz or uh, Marco Rubio who was attracting 10, 15, 20,000 at rallies, the same thing would be happening. They're going after the person they see that's the biggest right. threat. I don't believe in our country that we should have our First Amendment. And when I say our, I'm talking about anybody who wants to participate in this process. Uh, we should have it shut down just to keep the peace. No, okay. the goons need to back off and they need to be silenced not the people who are on the side of law and order. All right, Sheriff, thank you very, very much for taking the time. Crazy day. You're listening to David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. You're listening to David Clark, the People's Sheriff. Now let's unpack what happened, not only in in, in my interview and what I said, but in the political environment as well. The Democrats, the left, who are supporters of this anarchist movement, It was as if they were, it was a sneak attack. They were ready for this. They saw the enthusiasm, the excitement, the energy that Donald Trump has been able to create out of his supporters. And again, I got to say this because I know someone will go out and say, you know, Clark's uh, endorsing Donald Trump, but I'm not. I'm still, I still have my powder dry on this thing, okay? But they saw that kind of, excitement out of the Donald Trump supporters and they know they got problems. They know they have big trouble. So what do they do? They send the goon squad in to disrupt a Trump campaign rally. Folks, campaign rallies and speeches by political candidates are a time-tested tradition of our electoral process. This is how we conduct presidential campaigns. The candidates go around, they try to get people to attend their rallies, and they speak to energize, to communicate. Look, I've run in elections before. 
All right, I've been in nine elections. And as a candidate, here's what you have to do. You must motivate people to get behind you. You must motivate and energize people to come out and vote for you on election day. If people are not motivated, they're less likely to vote if they're sometimes voters. Trump realizes he's going to need new voters to offset some of the attacks that he's getting from the GOP field to fill in that gap. I have heard nothing irresponsible from Donald Trump. I've heard some things that might cause people to raise an eyebrow. I've heard nothing irresponsible. Mrs. Bill Clinton wishes her base was as motivated as Donald Trump's. So she chimes in on it too, blaming him for inciting violence at that Chicago rally because of his rhetoric. When she knows damn well, as does every other Democrat, that that is part of their playbook to go out with inflammatory rhetoric, to stoke up hate and anger in the black community, to play the race card, to demonize white people, to demonize Republicans, to demonize conservatives and conservative blacks like myself. And get them to a fever pitch so that on election day they go out there and turn the lever for the Democrat. That's how you run campaigns. That is a normal part of the process. President Barack Obama blaming the Republicans for inciting the violence at some of these Trump rallies. Look, the people who went to these Trump rallies went there to hear their candidate. The people who came to disrupt it are riot starters. That's exactly who they are. They're anarchists. They're squelching free speech. And when that event was canceled, do you realize that we denied Donald Trump his First Amendment right to free speech? Do you know that those creeps... Those anarchist thugs denied probably 20,000 people who wanted to hear their candidate, denied their right to participate in the democratic process, and no one had a problem with that? I am tired. I am tired of having to stand down when the left demands it and to have my constitutional freedoms trampled in the name of keeping the peace. Bull crap. And as I said to Neil Cavoto, I expect the people who are behind any candidate, whether it be Cruz, and trust me, you Cruz supporters out there, I like Senator Cruz. I don't say that disparagingly or pejoratively. You cases supporters, Rubio's now out. If you think for one second, if you weren't leading this thing that they'd be coming after you like Trump, then you are naive. We saw it happen to Mitt Romney. Demonized. So don't, don't kid yourself. 
Don't fall for that trap of trying to pile on to score a few cheap political points at the expense of Donald Trump for your candidate. Because your candidate, if your candidate somehow comes out with this nomination, if you think that you aren't going to get the Donald Trump treatment, you better go be drug tested. It doesn't matter who it is. They're going to get the same treatment. But Trump's a real threat. Trump knows how to motivate people. Trump knows how to energize people. His supporters are at a fever pitch right now. That's what he needs. That's what every can that's what Cruz wishes he had. That's what Kasich wishes he had. That's what Mrs. Bill Clinton wishes he had. Bernie Sanders understands it. He said some pretty good rallies, big turnouts, energized voters. That's how you win elections. What are you talking about inciting violence? These thugs came to disrupt, to deny people their constitutional rights. Where's Loretta Lynch? Why hasn't she dispatched Justice Department lawyers to investigate the denial of civil rights of the people at the Trump rally? Donald Trump needs to amp it down? No, not for one second. And you know what? I told his camp just as much. I said, don't you dare back down. That is their objective. To discourage, to intimidate, to dissuade. You know how many people now will, 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 might say to themselves, I'd like to go to the Trump rally, but oh, I'm not looking for trouble. I don't want to go down there and get caught up in the middle of it. You know who used to do this? Democrats in the South, when they wanted to discourage black people from voting at the polls, threaten violence when they showed up, discourage them to where blacks would say, I'm not going to go vote because I'm afraid I might get lynched or attacked or beat. It's the same tactics. That's why I call these people goons. And so they're using the same tricks, but this time on conservatives. And conservatives are easily intimidated. Republicans are easily intimidated. White folks are easily intimidated when you send in the clowns. Who are the clowns? Black lies matter. They're sent there to intimidate. I cannot believe in this day and age. This is how upside down this country is, ladies and gentlemen. Rioting is now called Peaceful protesting? Protected by the First Amendment? Are you kidding me? Have we gotten that far away? I said the other day, if these people don't know what protesting is, they ought to go back and look at Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He knew how to peacefully protest. He didn't go to disrupt somebody else's event. He didn't go there to threaten and intimidate white people. He marched. Peacefully. And he gained the support of America because of it. We'll be right back. David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. It could equally, and frankly, more likely, more likely means that these people like Donald Trump and that these Democrats are crossing over 
so they can vote for Donald Trump. Those are the three things that can mean in Ohio. We'll know in a few hours. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. Sheriff. Let's get back at it. We left off talking about the Trump rallies and how he's been able to energize and motivate his base, try to get them to a fever pitch. That's what you do as a political candidate when you can't. Mitt Romney couldn't do it. John McCain couldn't do it. Obama was able to do it twice. Ronald Reagan was able to do it. Bill Clinton was able to do it. Anybody who has occupied the White House has been able to do that and do it rather well. Those that lost could not. It's pretty elementary, folks. If you can't get people to the polls to vote for you, you will not win elections. It doesn't happen automatically. There is a certain percentage of people in this country that are going to vote in every election no matter what. But that's a small percentage. Most people have to be energized and motivated because they're not self-motivated to, to vote, and that's why they're only, I call them sometimes voters. The sometimes that they do vote is because they're motivated to do so, to go out for some candidate. That's what I have to do when I'm up for election. I don't arrogantly think that people are just going to come vote for me because I'm the incumbent or I'm David Clark and, and I'm a pretty good guy. You don't care about that. You have to connect with them. You have to feel, you have to get them to feel as a, and think as a a voter, this guy gets me. This woman gets me. To the point that I'm going to go out on my own volition and vote for them. A lot of people stay home, not because, you know, they're, 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 not because they've checked out of the political process, not motivated. Only a motivated electorate is going to actually, and even if it's early voting or what, however, even if you've just, if you do a, 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 in Wisconsin, we have an absentee process where they'll mail the ballot to your house. You still have to open the envelope. You still have to fill it out. You still have to put it back in the envelope and mail it back, probably take a trip to the post office or a mailbox. You must be motivated to do that because there are so many other things to do in your life. And you know what happens? The stuff you mean well. Oh, yeah, I got to fill out this. Ba- oh, yeah, I got to vote today. And then as the day goes on, tick, 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 tick. You look and it gets further away. And you say, oh, man, I only got five hours. Oh, but I got to stop over here. And oh, I got to do this. And then you look and then there's a couple hours left. And you go, well, well, you know, my vote doesn't count. You start rationalizing why you didn't or why you don't want to do it at the end of the day. It's called human nature. But when your supporters, your voters are in a rage, they will bust through a brick wall to vote for you. Barack Obama sitting up there talking about the Republicans and and their rhetoric and, and inciting... This guy, for eight years, has been doing that very thing. Stoking up 
hate, rage, division among Americans. Divide and conquer. That was his model. The thing, the only difference between Barack Obama and how he energized his voters and how Donald Trump is, is Barack Obama speaks in dog whistle. Barack Obama trashed the reputation of the American police officer in very subtle hints and very selected language. It was dog whistle. The guy's a straight-up cop hater. Well, he didn't come out and say, I hate the cops. So as I observe this, the fight's on. Pitchforks and torches, ladies and gentlemen. Grab one, one or the other, and let's go engage these creeps. Our freedom, our liberty is at stake. It's that dire. Please snap out of your your melees. Do you care? And it's not enough to tell me you care. You know, I'm fond of saying I'm not from Missouri, the show me state, but you're going to have to show me. You have to show me, ladies and gentlemen. Hit back. Metaphorically, in this political fight, hit back. Push back. Don't be afraid. I don't care what they call you. When you're at these rallies, stand up for yourself. Some idiot gets in your face. That's your personal space. And he's he's yelling and screaming at you to the point where he's spitting at you. Because he's in such a rage, push him back. I didn't say slug him in the face. Push him back and say, get away from me. But be prepared. Because that goon may follow that up by swinging. So, So get ready. Take your stance. Be ready to at least duck and miss the punch. But now, counterpunch. Now I'm talking literally. Defend yourself. I'm tired of asking people, law-abiding people, to take a passive approach, to take the high road. High road my ass. I'm coming down there to throttle you. That's my attitude. High road. You see what the high road has gotten us? It's gotten us John McCain. It's gotten us Bob Dole. It's gotten us Mitt Romney. It's gotten us a GOP Congress who keeps funding Obama's priorities. That's the high road. I'm done with that. I've said that many times on this program. I'm done with that. You need to be done with it too. The only way we're going to save this republic right now is we're going to have to go to war over it. I don't really care who comes out of this this, this uh, GOP side here during this primary process. I'll be voting for them in November, and I will get behind them. So do me a favor. Stop yourself the next time you consider yourself a Republican or a conservative and say, there's no way I'll vote for Donald Trump. Stop that nonsense. 
And I would say you're what's wrong with the conservative movement. Don't look for these purity tests. There's no perfect candidate. None of them are. Even the ones that I like, they're not perfect. Don't tell me what you won't do in November. Because I will hold you personally responsible if the Democrats win the election. I'm not holding Donald Trump responsible. He's trying to win this thing. That's why he got in. That's what you're supposed to do. Ted Cruz, who, by the way, this establishment doesn't care for either. So let's not kid ourselves on that. I will hold you responsible if the Democrats win in November. You. Not the left. Not Donald Trump. Stop that. Stop yourself. Put the emotion away. Let's have a rational conversation about this. You can tell me why you don't like Donald Trump. You can tell me why you don't like Ted Cruz or Kasich. That's fine. I've gotten on each of them on this program because there are no sacred cows and none of them are perfect. But in the end, I'm going to get behind whoever wins this nomination for the sake of the country, for the sake of this republic. Not for my own personal interest. You know, you know, don't be driven by your own self-interest all the time, for heaven's sakes. The Blaze Radio Network, on demand. David Clark, the People's Sheriff. Find more on demand at theblaze.com slash radio. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. But remember, as we talk about Trump in the future, if you like him, one of the other realizations we had was that anger is not a platform. If you're pissed off, fine. Welcome to the crew. We're all pissed off. And I don't think anybody's more pissed off than me. But anger is not a platform. If you're ticked, if Donald's ticked, if everybody else is ticked off, fine. What are you going to do with it? What constructive thing are you going to do with it? The morning blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network On Demand. David Clark, the People's Sheriff. Final segment here, some close-out thoughts on the Donald Trump campaign. Stop repeating this false narrative that Donald Trump cannot beat Hillary Clinton in November. Nobody knows that. And and I'm seeing, seeing these polls, first of all, too early to take these polls and, you know, the candidates have not, we haven't, we, we haven't gotten down to two candidates and look head to head. And it's got to be state by state. And we all saw what the polls looked like in uh, Michigan for Mrs. Bill Clinton. They had her up by like 20 points and she got creamed. We just don't know what's going to happen in November. So President Barack Obama has picked his nominee for the United States Supreme Court. Merrick Garland, the Chief Justice of the Washington, D.C. Circuit. That should tell you all you need to know about this guy who, of course, Obama's claiming is a moderate. And, of course, he's he's well qualified and all that crap. Uh, I don't care how well qualified he is. This guy 
cannot even get a floor vote. He should not get a floor vote. And, and I'll tell you right now that I think there's a death knell being played for the GOP anyway right now. It's on the ropes. It would be the final blow, I think, to the Republican Party. If Mitch McConnell goes back on his word, if Chuck Grassley goes back on his word and conducts any hearings, I don't even want any hearings conducted. All right. This would deal a severe blow to the ego of Barack Obama. I mean, think about this for a while, folks. This circuit that this guy is from is the one that Harry Reid and the Democrats stacked by pulling the nuclear option where only 51 votes were needed instead of 60 to end debate on a filibuster. They got through a bunch of activists on the D.C. circuit. And that's where this guy is from. And somebody's going to tell me he's a moderate? You've heard me say there are no moderates on the United States Supreme Court. There are activists and there are strict constructionists. And that's it. There's really no gray area. Sotomayor is not a moderate. Souter's not a moderate. Kennedy's not a moderate. He's a swing vote, but he's not a moderate. You want to know who Merrick Garland is? This is a guy who blasted the Heller decision from the United States Supreme Court that struck down the D.C. firearms restriction laws as overly broad. He thought they came to the wrong decision, and he totally opposed it. He's an anti-gun bigot. Moderate? I mean, even for Barack Obama, who, whenever Barack Obama says something, the opposite is true. Okay, that's that's how I gauge him. Whenever he says, believe the opposite, he says, this guy's a moderate. First of all, think about this. I mean, we know Barack Obama and the left think we're stupid as conservatives. They think we're stupid. We just lost Antonin Scalia, an icon, on the United States Supreme Court for the rule of law, for individual rights, gun rights. Why would we give up? For those of you that play chess, you're on the chessboard. You're making moves. All of a sudden, you see a pawn that could be captured by your queen for a strategic position on the board, but you know if you do that, that your opponent has a bishop lying in wait to take out your queen. So you're going to sacrifice your queen for a pawn. We're going to take one of the most conservative justices in the history of the United States Supreme Court and replace it with a moderate, and we're supposed to be happy? We're supposed to be so stupid as to say, oh, oh look, oh, a moderate, and 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 if we don't jump at this, that if Mrs. Bill Clinton becomes the next president, then we're going to be stuck with a 
liberal to fill this position. You know what? I'm willing to roll the dice. I'm willing to take that chance. I am not going to allow Justice Antonin Scalia to be replaced by a judicial activist because there are no moderates. This guy is not a moderate. So trust me, you know how Obama is. He doesn't take no for an answer. He keeps fighting. He will continue to fight to have hearings start. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, that's the beginning of the end. If Grassley calls for hearings and says, well, we're not going to confirm it. No. If he calls for hearings, it is the beginning of the end. Because if he has hearings, this thing will make it to the Senate floor for a confirmation vote. And even if, even though I should say the Republicans hold the edge 54 to 46, no, I'm not, no, forget it. There are six, at least six weak-kneed Republican senators, some of whom have already said the president's nominee deserves a hearing. Republicans. I could see them flipping. I could see that happening. This is very dangerous. And we've been proven, it's been proven to us over and over again by this GOP-controlled Congress, whether it be the House or the Senate, that they continually let us down. They say one thing and they do another. Now, I heard Mitch McConnell today after this announcement, I heard him say that it wasn't going to get a vote. Well, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still afraid. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. And trust me, at some point, the attack dogs from the left will come out. The pressure is going to be immense and intense to force Grassley and McConnell to buckle under and hold hearings. So let's move back into presidential politics on last Tuesday. Five states held primaries. Delegate Rich. Donald Trump won three states. He moves closer to this nomination. I think he's going to get there. That's just my personal opinion. I could be wrong. I think he's going to get to the 1237. I think it'll take longer than it normally would, but I think it's going to happen. And then it will be the moment of truth for the GOP. The moment of truth. They went and made him sign a pledge, and now they're going to turn their back on him? They would be communicating that they have no integrity. So the process goes on, and eventually we'll get to a nominee, and then this party's going to have to come together. That is going to be a very difficult task for whoever. I'm not saying it's over yet. Whoever has to try to put this party back together. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. You can follow me during the week on Twitter at Sheriff Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E, and at thepeoplesheriff.com. God bless you. David Clark, The People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network.